0: This is Teen Quest Live, where we create conversations about youth culture, parenting, and issues facing teenagers in today's world. Here's our host, Mark Witt. For centuries, the nuclear family has been defined as one man and one woman rearing their children. Unfortunately, the family today is under attack with high divorce, unmarried couples living together, and now gay marriage. Will the family survive? What will the family look like in the future? Today my guest is Scott Martin, a pastor, lawyer, father, and believer in Christ. Scott and I will talk about the attack of the family on this edition of Teen Quest Live. Since 1976, Teen Quest has been on the cutting edge of reaching a world of teenagers for Christ. Teen Quest's mission is to share Christ with students throughout the world through mission ventures, special events, teaching, music drama productions, personal evangelism, and camping at the Teen Quest Ranch. Teenagers from all backgrounds and locations come to the Teen Quest Ranch in the Laurel Highlands throughout the year for a camping experience that is second to none. Students come from different parts of the world to the Teen Quest Ranch. Lots of activities from horseback riding, paintball, laser tag, to ATV trails. Summer camps, spring and fall camps, and snow camps are some of the opportunities teenagers will experience at Teen Quest throughout the year. Our goal is to win, disciple, and send teenagers to a world that needs Christ. Go to our webpage, teenquest.org, and check out the great opportunities for students. By the way, help us continue this strong outreach by making a generous donation to TeenQuest. Go to teenquest.org forward slash donate. That's teenquest.org forward slash donate. Together, we can reach a world of teenagers for Christ. Well, my guest today is Scott Martin. Scott, it's great having you on the program today. You're a pastor and a lawyer. (laughs) Are those two professions, they created a kind of conflict, Scott?
1: (laughs) Hi, Mark. Uh, Thanks for having me on your show. It's a great (laughs) privilege uh, to be your friend and today your guest. As to your question, you know, I get this a lot, Mark, unfortunately. I think of my occupation as a lawyer, as my job, and as a pastor, my calling, the latter, of course, being the most important. Right. Um, what this entire process has taught me is to whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And I hope I've done both of those things uh, to His glory. Does that sound like a lawyer answer, though? <laughs>
0: That's fine. Now you live in Pittsburgh, right, uh, Scott? Yes, sir. Pittsburgh. And, and how many children do you have?
1: Four children.
0: Four children. So, if and, and your wife, what's her name?
1: My wife's name is Rachel. Uh, my oldest is Tony. Uh, followed by Frankie, Josephina, and Little Massimo, five years old.
0: So if anybody knows how to talk about the family, I'm sure you would, because you've got a, a wonderful family. And, and and your church, by the way, what's the name of the You're over in uh, Fayette County.
1: Correct. Yeah, uh, Connellsville, uh, Pleasant Valley Community Church.
0: And you do a lot of traveling on Sunday to get to the church, don't you?
1: You know, my wife and I were missionaries. We spent three years in Kenya, so we look at our trip down to Connellsville every Sunday as a little mission trip.
0: That's awesome. And you know, we've got to really know you, Scott, as you came to Teen Quest uh, now several times last summer and this winter as one of our camp speakers, and you did an awesome job, and boy, God really is using you to reach kids.
1: You know, I, thanks, Mark. i really enjoyed my time down there at Teen Quest. Uh, the kids and your staff and the band, uh, you know, I, those weekends are memorable. I share those pictures with my friends and, and my family as just being just great opportunities to share the gospel with young people.
0: That's awesome. Hey, let's talk about the family. Um, you know, during my lifetime, and I, I'm not a young guy, right? as you know, <laughs> I've seen the family change so much. And unfortunately, it hasn't been good. You know, b- divorce is becoming the norm. Uh, blended families are the norm. Single moms have to play the role of both mom and dad. And today, there's the blended family, the extended family, the single-parent family, the family with gay parents, and the list goes on and on. What's happening to the family, Scott?
1: You know, Mark, that's a loaded question, and I think you put it very well. The list goes on and on. Uh, But I do believe that whatever people's opinions are, whether they believe that the family is evolving or de-evolving, I think that it's undisputable that there's been a drastic change in the family unit, uh, even in my lifetime, say over the last 40 years. I grew up in a single parent home with two siblings. We moved around from rental to rental. We survived on public welfare and the charity of others. And you know, I can recall quite vividly being in that type of Family environment and feeling like an oddball, uh, especially when compared to my other friends who had more traditional upbringings. Uh, when I look back on that time in my life, I reflect upon my father who struggled with alcoholism, my mother with depression. And looking back now as an adult, I think they were very much in love but couldn't work through their personal issues. And I think this prevented them from having a long standing relationship. And I believe that the same can be said for so many. If we're not healthy as individuals, emotionally, mentally, physically, and most importantly, spiritually, then marriage will prove very difficult because, as you know, Mark, marriage is a selfless commitment to your spouse and to your children.
0: Then would you agree that the family today is under attack?
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think that. The attack on the family is consistent with all attacks that I believe are evil attacks. Um, I believe that God established the family as the fun, a fundamental building block of society. And to be more specific, I think that he established it, the Christian family, as a, as a building block of our society and our culture. Now, that sounds like a grandiose statement, Mark, but I don't think it's any less true uh, scripturally. God established the family not once, twice, but three times. The first time in the Garden of Eden when he created Adam and Eve. Uh, we know from studying the scriptures that God created Adam and Eve from Adam. And at that point, God and mankind were in perfect unity because Adam said, representative of all mankind, this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. Uh, he reaffirmed this covenant when he destroyed the world with the flood saving Noah and his family alive. And when he called them from the ark, he said, be fruitful and multiply. And so God separated that Christian family from the world and asked them to be multiply, to multiply in the earth. Uh, And the third time, which I think is probably the most significant for us as Christians, is our Savior was born into a family. Mm -hmm. He didn't just Step on the stage of history like Melchizedek of old from Salem, where we didn't know about his beginning or where he came from, but he was born into a traditional family. And when he came up from the river Jordan after he was baptized, we know that the heavens opened and said, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. And so we have the institution of marriage in the garden, we have the institution of family with Noah, and the institution of the Christian family, I believe, with Christ being raised in Nazareth, and entering into public ministry with uh, the blessing of the family and heaven.
0: You know, today uh, people are trying to redefine the family, That's, and, and we ask the question, how do you define family? And that may be a tough question. Even the dictionary offers multiple definitions for the word family. Uh, a few decades ago, the word family, in most people's eyes, referred to a mother, a father, and their children. Fast forward today and beyond any personal feelings you may have, you'll find that the family comes in all different forms, and the word can carry a different meaning depending on who you ask. It's unbelievable what's happening. Now, uh, simply put, how do you define the family? Simply put.
1: You you know, that's actually a personal question for me, Mark, because as I've already said, I grew up in a very untraditional family, and from the time I was 13 years old, I didn't live with either one of my parents. I was basically raised on the charity of other Christian families. And, and so, asking me this question, you're, you're probably going to get a very unique perspective. Um, I think that one thing that happened in Jesus's life is helps us understand what it means to be a part of a Christian family. Uh, do you remember when he was teaching the crowd, and one person came up to him and said, "Lord, your mother, brothers"? are outside wanting to speak with you. And Jesus said, well, who's my mother and who are my brothers? You know, know, what was Jesus teaching us? Was he teaching us that he didn't like his family? I mean, that would contradict everything that we've discussed. Or was he teaching us uh, a new perspective on what family is? When I consider this in my own life, I realize that the strongest bonds that I've had in my life are the people that I've served God with. I mean, those are stronger than the natural bonds that I have, even with my parents or with my siblings. Now, ideally for, ideally for any of us, the best case scenario is for us to serve God with our natural families as members of the body of Christ. But I think that with this teaching specifically, Christ is teaching us that our families not only the people that we grow up with, but it's also the people that he brings into our lives. Uh, To serve him with and I believe that those bonds can be stronger than any bonds that we have uh, due to common blood or ancestry
0: wouldn't you believe that the obviously the family is the most basic institution as we talk about but when the family goes so goes the church I believe today many churches are in trouble because the families are in trouble and and then of course the community and the nation were in trouble what what do you say
1: yeah I think I think that's a great point, Mark. And I, I think what you're getting at here is the whole is the sum of the parts. And when the parts break down of any major component, the whole is inevitably inevitably affected. I mean, anybody that's had a flat tire, uh, you know, driving on the turnpike has experienced this. If the tire goes out, the vehicle's not going to run. And sadly, what you're saying uh, has a lot of truth to it. I can't tell you how many people in my church, you know, wives that come without their husbands or children that don't come to church with their mothers and their fathers and just how that grieves uh, the family heart within the church and it's easily recognizable I, there's an old saying i believe that families that pray together stay together mm. and i believe that it's important you know within any family structure to have god be the center
0: you know i was shocked to to realize several years ago that families don't even eat together anymore I mean, I grew up in a family where we ate dinner every night together. And uh, I, I I don't know if you realize this, but uh, even sports programs and, and whatever, uh, school functions, between 5 and 7 used to be sacred because that was mealtime. Today, there is no sacred mealtime because parents don't even eat together with their kids.
1: You know, I was just talking to my kids about this the other day uh, around Easter time. I said, you know what, kids? When me and mom were younger, businesses used to close on fr- on Good Friday to honor mm. uh, the death and suffering of our Lord. And it was just something they were taken back by because nowadays the world's so commercialized that all of these things that you've mentioned and shopping and eating and just our social lives, they've taken precedence in probably the things that are most important. Mm. We have a, We have a great tradition in my family, my wife's side of the family, 14 grandkids strong, Get together every Sunday. Uh, we eat a, a traditional Italian meal together. We sh- pray together. We share. We create and foster an environment for our children to share their faith. Um, sadly, during the week, as you've said, my family doesn't get together all the time for supper time. Uh, I hope that we would, but we always make time to share. And I think that's what's most important. The supper table has traditionally been an opportunity for families to. Share their highs and lows, and laugh, uh, and just spend time together. And I think that if we're not doing it at the supper table, we need to make time during the course of our day to do those things.
0: Scott, running out of time, let's uh, let's talk next time as we continue our discussion about the family. This is Mark Witt and Scott Martin on this edition of Teen Quest Live. God bless you.